Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to the season finale edition of Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me for the last time this season is my good friend, Tim. I thought you were really just going to say the last time, and I was like, wow, Frank, way to tell me I'm off the show. Like, <laughs> that's, like, that's It's okay. You're going to find out in, the, in the, 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 the tag at the end that you're actually not. That's right. I'm actually yeah, yeah. getting pulled into the multiverse, maybe. Yep. What a what a ride. Frank, this was what an episode this was, Frank. Oh my God. I am so excited we get to talk about this. I've been just buzzing about it ever since I watched it last night. Like it is so dense with so much to talk about and so much it was so good. Now, here's the thing, Frank. So I didn't watch it last night. I watched it today as mm-hmm. as we were recording because I watched Game of Thrones last night as many millions mm. and millions of Americans did. And so I've been right. thinking about Game of Thrones for like all day, basically. And then I watched the, the episode of Supergirl and it kicked Game of Thrones out of my head. Like wow. straight out. Like I'm not even thinking about Game of Thrones anymore. Like it's like what is going to happen next season? I need to know right now because I'm. I have not been, I don't think I've ever been this excited at the end of a Supergirl finale before. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I have to agree with you. I, I think I am more excited yeah, than I ever it have was, been. What's in the pod, right? Yeah, it's, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah, what's, yeah. What's, what's in the pod? Uh, and then, and then I don't, and afterwards I was like, oh, she's sad, but I don't really think there was any, there was no sting. <laughs> and then, uh, well, there was, there was another pod. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, so there. What's in the pod? What's in the other pod? And then Red Daughter, right? Which was very exciting. But this mm-hmm. is like uber exciting. There was like not just one layer of excitement, but multiple layers of excitement. It just like kept giving me scenes of things to be excited for. So yep. Oh man, but we're gonna talk about it at the very end because that's how that's how we roll. You got to listen to the whole thing, or maybe we'll talk about it in the middle. Frank, don't put it in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Noted. Noted. That sounds good. But yeah, man. Oh, uh, that's like that's awesome that you you found it more exciting than the Game of Thrones. Once you once you got around to watching it, you it just kicked out any thoughts of Game of Thrones, and you were focused on this all day. I was focused on yeah. When I watched it. I watched it around lunch. So like after like around like since like like eleven a.m. to like eleven thirty to now, I've just been like, oh my god, Supergirl, mm. what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? There are things that I didn't even know that I wanted that are now going to happen. And so, and I'll talk again, we'll talk about it in the middle or the, the three fourths of the way through. Who's to say really, who's to say, we'll see. Who's to say, Chelsea, Frank, but speaking of people saying things, do we have something from the mailbag? We sure do. We have feedback from uh, a bunch of listeners. I'm really excited to get through these. Keep these coming guys. Cause I would love to do some mailbag shows this summer with your theories on season five, where all these cliffhangers are, are leaving us with our, our various favorite characters. So, Keep your emails and your tweets coming. Mail at SupergirlTVTalk.com uh, and at TV Supergirl on Twitter. But uh, let's start with a couple of emails here. This one comes from Fib. Uh, Fib says, Tim and Frank, love the podcast. Regarding your last episode, I had two reactions. One, I believe something was missing or cut uh, from last week's episode, which caused a minor loophole I think you might have missed. Uh, f- first, Lena said in one scene, car is fine. She's talking to the president, right? Remember that? 
Uh, and then mm-hmm. soon after, she's confronting Lockwood, and she says, the president's evil, and, and he's working for Lex. Now, I haven't rewatched the episode, but I don't recall Lena learning that the president was dirty since she said Gar was fine, and then, you know, then later she's, she seems to know. So clearly some conversation happened there, and 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 Fib is saying, you know, thoughts, like maybe was that scene deleted at some point? And, and they just sort of let that, you know, they just sort of let that go, figuring, yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out. Um, I didn't even notice that, uh, but that's super interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a, del- a deleted scene. I'm going to say deleted scene, probably, but also they figure like, well, you could, you know, they're talking to one another because exactly. it's not like 24. It's not like a minute by minute show. Right. Right. So People that's, that's why something. they were That's why they felt comfortable deleting it. Probably was they were like, eh, it's fine. It's fine. It's not that it's not crucial to see her learning that you, you know, that she'd find out like, you know, that car is going to tell her eventually. That's so right. Just, that's right. Yeah. That's good. But that's a good catch. Yeah, sometimes good when catch. the audience think learn something, you're like, I assume other characters also have learned that now. That's good. Mm-hmm. But that was a great catch. Didn't to not re- did not realize that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing uh, here in Fib's email is I love the scene where Supergirl's dying and the energy uh, from the surrounding plant matter saved her. I don't have any problem with this. Here's why. I think the energy from the plants just kept her from dying and didn't even come close to recharging her superhero batteries. Sunlight can make her a superhero, but the sun's energy of the sword and plants can only just keep her from dying. How's that? I like it. I like that better than than now she can just get recharged by plants and, and get back at it. So, yeah, I definitely like that better. <laughs> yeah, I could I could get on board with that. Yeah, I agree. I'm on board. Yeah, I like yep. it. I like cool. it. I like it. Good. Thanks catches. for that email, Fib. Uh, yeah, a couple of good catches there. Uh, uh, next one comes from Bria. Uh, Bria is also Actually, talking about there's hmm. comic precedence for that too. Now that I think about it, when for the plan in thing? Dark Knight Returns, when Superman does that, that's like where okay. the reference comes from. Oh yeah, he is right. not at yeah. full strength when he fights Batman at the end oh, of the, that sure. story. Okay, so there is comic okay. precedence for that. There you go. That's so great. that that that's I, good. I love that's it. That's good. We're backing that up. I like it. All right, good job, Professor Comic. Already coming out and, and doing his thing. Well, yes, yes. Uh, all right, put away the jacket with the yellow patches. We got a couple more, a couple more uh, pieces of fan feedback to pull out here. But it's um, so cold. It's not. Uh, okay, yeah. fine, Professor Comics. Fine. Jeez, you're so finicky. Um, Bria wrote to us and said, uh, "This is about the sun being blocked there at the end." Again, uh, I just finished listening to your podcast and the part about the sun being blocked out. I think I have an explanation for it. The sunbeam. Uh, uh, sorry, the energy beam was negating sunlight. So when Red Daughter zapped her, it blotted out the sun and further into the fight, you see flashes of purple when Red Daughter is punching Kara. The punches were sapping Kara's solar reserves, weakening her super fast and thus the quick beatdown. Additionally, we also saw the purple lightning in the previous episode when it struck the plane, shorting out the engines. Also, about Kara fighting through Kryptonite, this wasn't the first time we've seen Kara fight through that pain. She did it back in the season two finale when Queen Rhea, Queen Rhea uh, bled Kryptonite Kara. Uh, sorry, when Queen Rhea bled Kryptonite, Kara fought through that pain. Superman told Kara that when you fight for your loved ones, it's a superpower all its own. So when it matters, she seems to be able to increase her pain tolerance. She's like the Hulk. Yeah. yeah. The more like she the loves, the more she can take. That's it, but but not as comes. much a fan That's of good. not as much a fan of green though is the only thing. Mm-mm. No, not so yeah. much. I really like that purple absorbing energy thing of it. I enjoy that because that also in this episode when yes. that essence goes into her, giving her energy that you know it gives and it takes. That's really good. I like that. That's I like a great that too. catch. Yeah, 
Yeah. So thank you, Bria, for that one. Uh, our, our fan, our, our listeners, really coming out and firing all cylinders this week with some great explanations and thoughts and theories. This last one comes from Laura. Which part of Lex's plan? This is on on Twitter at Paisley eighty. Which part of Lex's plan was the most evil? Destroying a whole planet, sucking the life out of aliens, Red Daughter, or trying to destroy Lena's mind? Wow, tough question. I mean, he did it all, man. He did it he all. Did it he, his way. He sure um, did, and we'll talk about that too. I I'm gonna say destroy a whole planet. You know, yeah. that might be hardest to scope. Like it might be hardest to. Um, grapple with because it's such a large mm. scale but it hurts right. the most people true yeah that's true yeah for sure i mean it's genocide right like it's it's wiping out what's left mm-hmm. of, a, of an entire race so yeah right i'm gonna agree with you on that that's probably that is probably the worst thing there and and these other things i mean like if any one of them would be bad enough to be the worst thing to be to be the sort of you know one of the bigger events in a, in a season finale any one of those things and he did them all so Pretty, pretty epic, pretty epic outing for Lex there. And oh, I'm so, so excited to talk about this. So uh, thank you to Laura and uh, Bria and Fib. Thank you all for your your feedback. We have a couple other notes. I'm going to save some of them for uh, for future mailbag episodes because they talk more about the future. I think we'll want to make uh, lots of conversation about that over the summer. Uh, please keep your emails coming because uh, we do want to read them on the show. Keep your tweets coming. We're going to read those on the show as well. Uh, and, uh, and that'll be, that'll be for future mailbag, uh, episodes should probably mention here a quick sort of summer programming note that we will be taking a break. Uh, we're going to sort of let ourselves have a little bit of summer vacation here for at least a few weeks. So we'll be back in, in, you know, a a few weeks Uh, over the course of the summer. We'll try to, as we, as we normally do put out a couple episodes to to, uh, keep you up to date on news as it happens on mailbag things on our thoughts, our theories and get hyped for season five. But, uh, 22 episodes of a show is a lot to cover guys. So we're going to take a little bit of a break, just a little few weeks off and, uh, and then we'll be back at it, uh, to, uh, to, to bring you everything we know about season five and everything that we're thinking, but keep your your notes and your, your thoughts coming in the meantime. Also want to say a quick thanks to our friends over at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio who make these shows possible uh, for as little as a buck a month. They're getting uh, free episodes of our first reactions where I talk about Supergirl right after it airs. That's always a blast. Uh, they're getting cut for time pieces where, you know, Tim talks about game of Thrones this week for the, the, the mm-hmm. finale. And right before we recorded this, uh, and that was a fun conversation. I learned a lot about Game of Thrones through Tim's eyes. Um, and uh, early episodes of Beer with Geeks, uh, things like that. So keep on um, supporting us. Thank you so much for your support. And if you haven't, throw us a dollar if you can. It, it really You get a lot of value for that money. We try to uh, make it worth your while if you're a fan of our shows. Uh, and, and we really, really appreciate all the, pre- all the support that you offer us. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us over at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Consider joining today if you haven't already. Frank, the season finale of Supergirl of season four, episode 22, entitled The Quest for Peace, which, of course, is a wink and a nod and a handshake towards Superman Mm four, The Quest for Peace, to which John Cryer started as Lenny Mm -hmm. Luthor, nephew of Lex Luthor. It's not worth your time, (laughs) I promise you. Although I will say the uh, Suicide Squadcast guys just did a review of it uh, a few weeks ago, and it was pretty fun to listen to their thoughts on it. I'll put a link in the show notes. Oh yes, if you want to, if you want to hate on yeah. it, then it is a marvelous. It's a great so. hate watch. It is a fantastic. It hate is. Watch. It is so. 
Anyway, this episode premiered on May 19th, 2019. It was directed by Jesse Warren, and it was written by, well, the story was by Robert Robner and Jessica Queller, and the teleplay was by Rob Wright and Derek Simon. All right, Storytime Village. So, Frank, as I said before, these this season particularly has not really been about episodic themes. It's been about story arc themes and the grander narrative of the season. And so this particular episode is no different in that we're actually going to tie up some of the themes that we've been playing with over the course of the show. So there's no surprise that uh, the ties that bind are, uh, you know, are things that are um, one of the themes that we're going to be playing mm-hmm. with today. Xenophobia was one of the one of the ones that we're going to be playing with. And this new one for the sh- for this particular one is making amends. Ah, how do we make amends for things? There's a a lot of that yep. going on in this episode. Yep, I see where you're headed so, with that. I like that. All right, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the ties that bind first. Let's talk about the Luther family because that is really the bulk of this episode. Is that what brings the Luther family together? In this case, the Oval Office, Lex Lex's overarching plan, and then where does it? Where does that? go because lex kind of unveils his master plan to them right you know and lillian's like oh dear that's wonderful i tried to poison you <laughs> <laughs> right yeah very good cancer prematurely aged you but Truth. you're you still yep. got it yep, yeah totally so we have this lex's big old plan for for the world is, you know, we learn that obviously he's been manipulating the president and that everything that he has done since his arrest has been leading up to this moment. And the, the show ties that together with the use of my way by Frank Sinatra, which is genius because in his first, uh, second, first or second episode is the trial. The second episode, second is the trial. It? Yes, second is the trial. Second is the second is the trial, and so you know, like you know, he poisons the jurors and he like does all this different stuff, and you know, you have Frank Sinatra's and now oh, the end is near, and so I face the final curtain, uh, and so that plays again with his plan fully enacted in which he is saving. <sighs> America from Kaznia, the whole thing, you know, the paper tiger, you know, that, you know, he has arranged this and now he saves everyone. And you literally see him like Iron Man style taking out like jet planes, singing my way on the way. It's so meta. I love it. It's it's so such a like magnificent bastard moment. It is so, so evil, so perfect and diabolical. It's everything that I want uh, Lex Luthor to be. No, I agree. And even some some of the things like um, when he's talking to Red Daughter on the beach and he just casually shoots at the jet far away, like, you know, he like did that math in his head to make sure that like the distance and the timing of that, like, it's just it's a really well structured Lex Luthor. And so it all comes to this moment. But what is so crazy about it all coming to this moment is that his whole plan actually revolves around destroying Superman, which is hilarious because like is even though it's all Supergirl this and Supergirl that in the season, whatever else, he's still like, nope, I'm going to blow up Argo. That was the point of all of this is nothing if not consistent, right? Like he is so consistent. 
he is so consistent because he's gonna this new claymore the second death star if you will is is going to is going to turn the man of tomorrow into the man of yesterday and so it's all about getting Supergirl. And he said, there's this little scene with him and Eve where she was like, but my mother lives in. Pakistan. It reminded me of that, too. You know, like, yes, I had the mm-hmm. same thought. It really was that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, uh, this is not this was not the plan. This is this is not our plan. He's like, uh-uh, my plan this is always the plan. I'm the. Yep. This is always the plan to Super, get Superman. And if I take out Supergirl along the Great. way, I hate Kryptonians, all of them. I hate all of them. Yep, but it doesn't. But you know, but he says it's a really well, it's a really good shot because all the portraits of the presidents are all around him, and he's there, the manipulator of the president. You oh know, yes, in this the side hallway, fixing his tie, and he says, "Our victory deserves fireworks." And now he's talking about, you know, the fireworks of Argo City going, yes, from, you know, yes. whatever, you know, and so all of that planet Argo, but he says it with. He's on the left side and Eve's on the right side. And there's a portrait of George Washington in the middle of mm, them. All okay. right. You know, the man who, you know, led the charge for independence, like independence from aliens, humanists first, you know, this this whole idea is seeing himself as the grand leader, you know, but also after the revolution, which Lex is like enacted, mm-hmm, basically mm-hmm. his own revolution. He John Adams says, "Sell like let us celebrate with fireworks." Uh, that was John Adams' <laughs> big thing, and so I like. I wished it was even John Adams in the background, right. but I feel like Washington's a more recognizable For figure sure. to like hit that point home. Home, but I was like, this is in if Lex sees aliens as, or at least even Superman as a tyrant in some way, to which he has, you know, you know. Uh, benevolent tyrant uh, tyrant even or whatever then this is his stand against tyranny from lex's point from lex's sure. point of view yeah exactly exactly this is his the grand moment where he finally achieves everything it's been leading up to for you know his whole life and definitely for the last several months that he's been plotting right and then even quotes hitler literally to make that point it's funny because like he said it and I was like that sounds really familiar <laughs> and then and then Lillian was like try not to quote Hitler and dear it'll hurt the brand which is so true but it really really kicks that message into into that final that final yeah gear. it really does you know really you know because Lex is a hypocrite in his own way because he says about Lockwood he says there's nothing I hate more than a man with the courage of his convictions. And that's so true because he certainly does hate Superman for that same reason, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? But Lex also has the courage of his convictions, convictions, and so it's like it's really only like only Lex Luthor is allowed to to have that. Yeah, you know, no, but nobody else. Yeah, it's true, it's true, and yeah, I mean, he he is a true believer. You know, he he believes in everything that he stands for. He he will he will go all the way. I mean, that's what's so why, why he's so crazy right he's a crazy person he will go to any lengths to to achieve whatever it is he's trying he sets out to achieve that's right that's right and why he must be stopped there's actually some considering they both there was they finaled on the same night mm-hmm. there's some real strong ties to daenerys from game mm. of thrones into lex luther in the in these two episodes like really strong it's very interesting how that just like I guess it's like in the culture, you know, it's in this, it's like, it's on people's minds to move characters in particular, in these particular directions, how like sometimes like 
you know, you just see movies like five movies about the exact same thing. Like, oh, they made a documentary about oh, like uh, what's that um, a festival? Fire like, festival. Like Netflix made a doc. Yeah, fire festival. Like Hulu made a documentary, and and Netflix made a documentary, and it's like, why is that in? the thing all mm-hmm. you know what i mean why is that just what people are thinking about yeah. so it's crazy yeah totally so but but lex even says to lena and lillian he's like call me sentimental or whatever but i can't kill my family i like i just you know i can't do it which is crazy because lillian's like i mean uh lena's like mm-hmm, and then she does yeah 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 that's absolutely true yeah i mean oh man she does she yeah. actually does. She does. She, that's a I'm more ruthless than you moment in a, in some ways. Or maybe I'm more hurt or need help. Like there's a, you could read into it in a few ways, but like that is, even Lex Luthor wasn't going to kill his sister, but yeah, was going to kill his mom, but wasn't going to kill his and sister. And didn't think she, and he, he admitted he underestimated her. He did not think she had it mm-hmm. in her. But she is she is stronger. Maybe that's the best word for it, right? She is stronger than anyone gives her credit for. That's right. Yeah, he's almost happy that he underestimated her. It's like, ah, Daniel son, I've taught you all that you need. He's proud of her. He is mm-hmm. legi- like legitimately, yeah. you know, in his condescending way, proud of her. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's like, I'm about to die, but that doesn't matter because well played. You well played. Good job. He, if this is a game of chess. Lena is the only one to beat Lex. That's at chess. right. So, so for her to be in that secret base, you know, he led her there. But for her to be in that base, she beat him. Wow, you know that is, yeah, because she has been the only person to beat him at chess, and she's done it again. Mm-hmm. She's she out strategized like. That's right, and he knows that that she can do that, and he still underestimated right. her. But that did not, however, um. I mean he didn't have something up his sleeve, right? Because he purposely shows footage of Kara with powers. Mm-hmm. Like Kara Danvers is a supergirl. Now you killed me, your family, and now you don't have your surrogate family because I know you well enough to say this will destroy you. In a way, yeah. Right, exactly. Um, I mean she killed she killed her family by killing him, and he kind of just killed the concept of family for her. Mm-hmm. Like that's like her right. chosen family, uh, that that's over now. Like she he took the, he she took his life, and he took her right. family. Right. Mm-hmm. She will she will probably never really trust anybody ever again. Um, that's that's the, if anything the lesson that he taught her, and the way she seems to be playing it with with uh, with the rest of the group. I'd be well, she, I'd be scared of her. Yeah. Was she purposely? ignores the awkward like she walks in and she makes that decision you can see it subtly because you know what she's going through but you can see that change i couldn't decide red or white so i brought both but that's literally where she is Mm -hmm. right now this idea of like i can't decide if i'm red like i'm i'm angry i'm red wine or if i'm going to be calm and peaceful and i'm white Mm -hmm. wine so i brought both because i have not decided yet and the next time we see her She's completely abandoned the wine and she's drinking scotch mm-hmm. because that because she's in a she's in a different mm-hmm. place, crushing that frame. It's that's huge. It's also badass. It's badass. It's huge. 
Mm-hmm. It is badass. And yeah, man, I would not want to be on her bad side because she's an excellent liar. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel like uh, I feel like she will emotionally and psychologically obliterate them. <laughs> obliterate Kara. Absolutely. She's the she is the woman that took down Lex yep. Luthor. Now, let's not forget. So this is this is huge. And you know, it's Alex that's like, you know, let her have this night, you know, like don't tell her. But if Kara told her that night, do you think that it would actually change Lena's I mind? do. I think I think that that is the, you know, the longer that she stews about it, the less chance there is of uh of her of forgiveness. But mm-hmm. um I you know, I think that if it happened that night or or you know, soon, um I do think that the rift could be healed and she might understand but the longer that she has to dwell on it, the more she's going to fester and start plotting revenge of some kind. That's right. And I mean, you could see this as like a, oh, I don't know, like a villain origin story. Harry, Os- Harry Osborne, Peter Parker, like you killed my father. You know, I'm going to become the thing, you know, like I, you kept this from me, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe it's all a red herring and that's not the direction they're going to mm. go at all. Mm. Maybe she's just mad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, do you mean like in the sense of like wanting revenge because she, because Supergirl is the reason that that Lena killed her brother? Like you drove me to kill my um, brother. I don't. I no. I'm sorry. I just meant more in that like you kept the secret from me, and now I'm going to take okay. revenge on you. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. I, I do think that. Yes, I do. Like I think she's, but it's it's more out of a sense of betrayal and, uh, you know, a, a much a, a very personal like you betrayed my trust. Um, by lying to me all this time. I mean, she literally watches the footage of Kara burning Red Daughter's cell um, mm-hmm. to, dest- to destroy, destroy evidence of her when Lena was around, like on the side, of, other side of the wall. You know, um, so she she was there, she was present for that, and Kara just sort of said, like, "Oh, we'll go off from the roof. It's fine. It's fine." Um, so she's got to feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, Lex said it like I'm dying, but like I won't die a fool, you know. Which begs the question: Lex knows that Clark Kent is Superman, right? Yeah. Right? In this yeah. universe, he knows, and it doesn't maybe matter to him, you know, in that sense. But if he knows Kara is Supergirl, then he definitely knows that Clark Kent is Superman he because must. he can't say like, at least I won't die a fool, if he didn't know Clark was Superman. That's very true. You're right. That does sort of cement that. And he must know. Um, I mean, yeah, no, he must. So, I mean, I, you know, yeah, it does raise inter- interesting questions of like, so why not go after him when he's not being Superman or whatever? Or why not go after Lois or, you know, whatever? Well, maybe he found out right before he went to prison. Okay. Okay, maybe. Because um, he knows where Superman is. He's on Argo. So, I don't know. Sure. I don't sure. know. I don't know. I don't know. Um really the thing that I think he was saying when he he said, you know, I won't die a fool is yes, it's partly not knowing, but it's, it's even more the fact of her being right under her nose, right? Like being, being her best friend and, and not realizing it. Whereas Clark and Lex are not in this reality are not best friends. So there's not that, that aspect of being made Mm. a fool, but, but still, um, yeah, it does indicate that he must know. Yeah. That's a good, that's a really good point. All right. So moving away from Lex Luthor for a little bit, Unless you have more things to say about Lex Luthor. I always have more things to say about Lex Luthor, but that's fine. M- me too, but we'll we'll come back. We'll come mm-hmm, back to Lex mm-hmm. uh, 
at another time. Um, Kelly and Alex are sharing a connection. They sure are. Some happy news. Connecting their lips. Tell me what. Tell me. Tell me about. It's like, oh, got them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They haven't felt this way in a while, and it's so precious. It really cute. was. Does it, does it feel forced, or are you good for no, it? No, I'm good for it. I'm good for it. They were they were locked in a hotel room for hours together, and then they were basically on a date last week. Like they they're definitely mm-hmm. yeah. No, they 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 did a pretty good job of with with relatively limited screen time for this relationship. They did a pretty good job of laying out the breadcrumbs and establishing that they've been spending a lot of time together. They've gotten very close very fast. And that, you know, that there's it makes sense that there would be an attraction there and that somebody would want to act on it. Is it weird that Kara's sister is dating her ex-boyfriend's sister? Uh, yes, extremely profoundly weird. Uh, if when you put it in that. Context. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought about that last night. I did. Uh, yeah. Really? I mean, like that's that's so I mean, actually, I, I guess I didn't really think about it specifically in the context of how Kara wanted to date James. But um but I did think of it in the context of like, this is your, you know, one of your friends from the friend group. Like, this is his sister. That's that's weird. Like, that's that would definitely cause some, you know, awkwardness. Um, it's bold, but they're also but adults. they're adults exactly. Like, and they're they're in their you know thirty, like mid thirties. Like, they're they're not. Yeah, I think she's actually supposed to be in her late twenties or Alex is. I know. I think okay. so. I guess I'm thinking more of their actual yeah. ages, but yeah, sure, their okay. actual ages. Yeah. Okay, fine, yeah. Uh, I guess that doesn't mean that actually you're right. She would have to be because we know how well we've famously spent seasons one and two of the show talking, trying to pinpoint Kara's age. And we know that Alex is only a couple of years older. So, um, so yeah, that checks out. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> Remember those days we'd be doing the math and be like, so if she says she landed 12 years ago and she was this oh age, God, then that means know. she must. I don't even I remember we netted out on that. It's been so long. We spent so much time and effort trying to figure it out. And I don't remember what the answer was. When we could have been talking about important story points, but we were like, but, but how, how old, old is she? Is she? <laughs> <laughs> Why does it matter? It matters no, to it me. Matters. <clears throat> it matters to me. Brainy and mm. Mia are also Yay. together. Because Brainy snaps out of his rebooting phase. Because really, I think for maybe for him, you know, it was all like when he got hit, it's not cold and it's like cold and alien but it's logic and heroism i think was said earlier this season heroism is not logical Mm. heroism is not a logical thing like to charge into danger to put others before yourself that those are not logical actions they are um emotional actions and so you know that you can rationalize or moralize or whatever but true logic says like save yourself right you know, protect protect yourself. You know, so love is not logic; it's emotion. And so, for so the only way for Brainy to snap out of his you know his reset is by is through love and heroism. And it doesn't really say that. And I really like that the show doesn't say that. Like it let it leads you to this place for letting you understand that this is what they're going right. for. But it doesn't. Um, yeah, I really, I really, really enjoyed that. I loved it too. I did. I. I- it was a very um it was a very sort of intricate plan that Brainy had uh for for saving Nia and uh and and John uh and and once he snapped out of it and really sort of like you said like learned the essence of what being a hero is all about um i i really loved that and i loved that that, that him saying that he loved her was the thing that 
push her over the edge and and advance the uh, advance the plot there. She's so beautiful. It was it was so, so so it was really it was very it was very sweet. It was very sweet and very touching. They've they have great chemistry. They do. I, I quite enjoy, I quite enjoy it now. But I know that that was upsetting for Brainy. He's a timeline be damned in a previous episode. So this is there's going to be some ramifications to this relationship that we are going to explore next season. Yeah. Um. So I I guess I mean I guess before he came to the future, um. I'm sorry, came to the past. Um. Mm-hmm. He knew of her, right? Because like we we know that he knows yep. her like from the future. He's like, oh yes, I know who you are. Um. Mm-hmm. That must be a real trip to to go back in time a thousand years and meet somebody who you've like read about. Uh, oh, Charlemagne. Yes, I've right, heard of you. Right. But like imagine mm-hmm. you go back in time and and you know, you you fall in love with Cleopatra or something. Like that's that's crazy, right? Like that is crazy. Know. I'm not into snakes. Okay. That that's fine. Crazy. That's fine. I'm you know, Joan of Arc, whatever. I I'm, I'm just saying. Like um <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not I'm not into getting burned at the stake either. Um, so, you know, like it's, <laughs> that's just, it's, that's nuts to me that that's a really cool idea of like, you, 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 you've read about somebody, you think, you know who they are or, you know, in his case, he watched holograms or whatever. And, um, and then you actually meet them and, and you actually fall in love and you're like, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to change the timeline now. This is, this is crazy. This is nuts. It's a really good point. I haven't really, I didn't really think of it in those terms, but it is probably very nuts for him mm-hmm. in a way that it wouldn't be for everybody else because he knows things about her like being mm-hmm. in a relationship when you know someone's future you know yeah that's, that's right and, and that by yeah but then but he you're changing it by the being future. there timeline be damned. timeline be damned. right so what's going to happen in the right. future will like oh my goodness there's a lot to explore there and i i hope they they pick up those threads and run with them yeah at a at a reasonable little pace. little kaluan naltorian kids running around hmm i wonder what those would they they'd like. be blue or green with the three dots and be able to have dream powers but only the first daughter i don't know but they only have one and a half dots <laughs> They only have one and a half dots. They have two dots. Oh, he looks more like Brainy than me. <laughs> he has two dots. Oh, you have dad's haircut. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> I mean, not not in his like human no, form. His, he in looks, his he looks great, form. but whew, that's not a good no, look for him. No. Not for a baby. Anyway, let's talk about xenophobia, which is not huge in the show, but you know this idea that you know that. Lex very briefly becomes the secretary of alien affairs, which like um, this, this president is obsessed with promoting people straight out of prison into cabinet positions. <laughs> I know if I was like a news journalist, I'd be like, this is a trend. <laughs> like what? Right. Two times is a trend. Is that, that is, that that, that is two with? dots. You get a trend line. Yeah. Like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. He's going to be. the. <laughs> That's insane. Well, that didn't, didn't last. It worked long, out certainly. so well the last time we did it again. Now, do you think. Just throwing this out there. Is Cat Grant going to be the next president? Oh, you know, is she next? Isn't she next in line? No, because she's press secretary. Universe works? She's press secretary. Who's next in line after the vice president? Uh, the Speaker of the House. Speaker of the yeah, House. The press okay. secretary just works for the president. They're not. They're not a cabinet position. Yeah, but but this is also not real sure. politics. Okay, so. You know, the last president before this one who was a pawn for Lex Luthor was an alien. Truth, so, truth. you know, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, who's to say what's happening fair, next? Fair. Um, 
So, no, I do not watch Designated Survivor for those of you who are thinking. Oh, about yeah. It. So, yeah, wasn't that crazy about it? I thought we were going to get a, a Designated Survivor situation, by the way, when when he got mm. uh, when he got promoted. I mean, he already owns the president. Uh, and then when he got promoted to the cabinet, I was like, well, that's it. Like, he's going to eliminate everybody before him and make himself president next. Didn't mm. didn't quite see where maybe he wouldn't be around to be president. But yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, Frank, I'm, I don't want to. I mean, I'm not patting myself on the back because it's hard and my arms don't reach mm, that don't break way. Your arm. but i did say i did say that lex luther was gonna die uh, you did i you absolutely been, did i have been saying it since his first episode you have half a season ago and he died i was correct you were i'm so happy with myself I, john jones is the martian manhunter yes <laughs> yes yes, yes mm-hmm. for sure for sure you, you nailed that one i did not i did not see that happening um now we in a, in a sense we were both right i suppose <laughs> i know that's the next bit that i was so excited but, about i was like oh, we're both you, right you were not wrong he did die this is good this is great um but uh i want to talk about first uh the alien uh amnesty amnesty alien act got reinstated mm-hmm. and colonel haley is the interim secretary of alien affairs they're just like rolling through those people it's like a revolving that's, door of secretaries that's much better though like i'm i'm okay with her being in charge because well first of all because now i like her uh but but mm. you know like she was the second in command so it makes sense that she would she would step up that she was i forget what well I, yeah she's a colonel but um you know she was she was next in line and that that makes sense to me i'm i'm good with that one i am too i am good with it all right moving on next thingamajig uh theme as they are called is making amends this is kind of the yeah. you know the last one so john trying to stop the claymore mm-hmm. you know when he used my psychic powers to do hibbity jibbity he's i abandoned one planet i'm not going to abandon this one this is john's like i completion of john's arc at this point i am not i abandoned one i was scared you know the violence thing and blah 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 I can't do that to this one. This is him making amends. So even if he dies, he feels that he is making amends for abandoning Mars in their hour of need. Yep. Yep. This right. is after a season of trying to be a pacifist and then c- getting faced with Manchester Black and and um, f- turning very dark. And now he's he's sort of those things are, are, are meeting in the middle. And it's like, are you a man of just uh, total, total peace and uh you know non-violence or are you a violent person and, and he kind of mm-hmm. nets out doing what he used to do i guess um he, he's back to his old self again which is yes i'm I'll, I'll be violent at times but only to you know to save lives uh That's and right. and he's drawing on his what his failure failure at the cave uh his failure on mars mm-hmm. and he's not letting it happen again and i i love that that is what this character would do I agree, and but uh, what's coming next is that's I think his, I think it ties into this act of heroism. You know, this like I abandoned Mars, I'm not going to abandon you. Well, that abandonment of Mars is going to come back to bite him in the butt next. Sure is. Mark my words. So we'll talk about that again later. So, uh, so Red Daughter saving Supergirl's life. You know, committing this act of selflessness, throwing herself in front of the the kryptonite beam, and so on and so on her essence breaks down this purple essence and goes back into Kara because red daughter is a copy 
of of Kara. So do you think was Kara depowered this season in some way? Was she at a lower power level and didn't even know it? Or is this like this energy blast is like this or this thing is like her last act of good? No, that's a good question though. Um no, what so so she well, so this is sort of ties into what Bria was saying in her email. That purple energy has been there, you know, since since we saw her, you know, come on the scene. That's um, right. Har- right, because she's, she's got the Harnell, Harnell right. and um, so she has different powers. She has all of Supergirl's powers and a couple of other ones, and it seems to come from the Harnell, from the that's where the purple mm-hmm. lightning and everything is. So, no, I don't think Kara was depowered in any way this season, but the Red Daughter was everything Supergirl was and more, and now Supergirl has has absorbed that extra level of power as well. So she is now as powerful. My my read on it is that she is now as powerful um, as Red Daughter was. Gotcha. Okay. Well, good for her. <laughs> good for her. Yeah. Right on, Kara. Good for yeah. you. So so that was you know her making a man's you know effort doing all these things because Alex yeah. is you know a, a bum and you know he tries to put her in that machine. So sad, so sad. for her. So sad for her. But what, he said a great thing to her. Alex said, Alex, Lex Luthor said a great thing to her, though, where he's like, if you bothered to look me up, you wouldn't have trusted me at all. You have the like, internet. You had the internet at your disposal, but you just chose to read the books that I gave you. So really, this is your fault. Uh, that, I mean, that was like classic, classic uh, friggin' Lex Luthor, like <laughs> being like, hey, you had you could have looked. Like what? Don't blame mm-hmm. me for me. This is you're an idiot. I know, but really though, not a fallacy. Like mm-hmm. that's I think very true. Like she definitely could have. She definitely could have looked at the books oh, yeah. or looked at the internet and been like, "Oh, this Lex Luthor is not who he appears to be," you know. So, but you know, that's all good. So that wraps up that storyline, and then finally, Ben Lockwood is in prison after you know his like showdown on the beach. And yeah. um, and so that's part of making amends, but it's really Ben's kid, yeah, that is making amends for his father's actions. You know, if humans and aliens can listen to each other, then they can stand up for those who seek to divide right. us. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, George, George. You know, we weren't sure where George was going to end up and whether he'd be a villain or or what, but he he came out came out all right. Turned out turned out okay against the odds. Uh, despite right. losing his grandfather and his mom, and then his dad being a terrorist um you know he somehow turned out okay so good for him mm-hmm. how do you think agent liberty story really wrapped up do you do you like like the way it wrapped if i have to be honest it was probably the sloppiest of all the stories um in the way that it wrapped up because it kind of feels like once they found out like halfway through the season that they could get lex th- th- he, he was they kind of just dropped him like oh you're not the shiny new toy anymore like now 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 you're going to be a pawn in this other this other story and they made it work and they made it work beautifully in it and i i loved it um but they didn't kind of know what to do with him anymore is it was my feeling and so he just sort of gonna come back and he's gonna fight one more time and he's gonna go to prison and he's gonna fade away i guess i mean i'm i'm sure he'll play some kind of a role in the future again um or he's just or he's just in prison, prison forever, forever. Yeah. and then we don't we don't ever see him again which is because i actually found him a very fascinating character study and an interesting voice on the show and you know like certainly not one that i agreed with but you know like i would i would actually like to see more of him and i was a little i was a little bummed how his story wrapped it was very much like oh and we took your powers bye 
I think okay, I enjoy his story and his character in the same way that I enjoy sort of like Gene Roddenberry type stories, um, or like Twilight Zone, um, where it's like just because it's sort of from that Rod Serling point of view or, or, or Roddenberry point of view of like the these these like evil people asking interesting questions or posing interesting problems or whatever that are, it's more about the mm-hmm. ph- the philosophical what would you do type thing for me than it is about like oh wow i like like I, this is an abhorrent character who like is a terrible mm-hmm. person and is like you know a hitler level type of but but um but purely in in a drama in a, in a tv show where it's like asking you provoking thought it's it's thought provoking it's thought provoking questions and thought provoking problems to solve and how would you solve them um that's mm-hmm. that's what i liked about his character yeah i i absolutely agree with that i liked all those things about his character plus i think the design was really cool i liked his suit the mask was super creepy you know super creepy i think so much of it worked and then it just kind of it did kind of just get dropped but you know it's almost the way that they kind of dropped mercy for miss Tessbacher. Yep. You know, in some ways, they were like, oh, we have Tess. Eh, who cares about Mercy? Yeah, right, right. It, it, it kind of felt that way, but also Miss Tess Parker. So there right. we go. So, Frank, thus ends Storytime Village. But if you'd love to come with me into That Was a Good Bit. Oh, I would love to take a journey with you into That Was a Good Bit. Please, please. All right. First good bit. We've already kind of talked about it, but Lex taking out all of the jet planes and everything like that. Great bit. So beautiful oh. shot. My way. I really loved everything that was happening there. Plus Lex's like real gauntlets when he's battling Supergirl. Yes. Because like the, the one, I think obviously it's like a CG thing. Like, you know, like we're, we can't afford to have every shot with him in a suit. Sure. So he's only going to be wearing the gauntlets. But also, if you look at it another way, the hubris of Lex Luthor to be like, I'm going to battle this Kryptonian with gloves. I know, seriously. And then hold his own, really, he until he until she's like, bam, I've got my own suit. Now what? But until then, until then, he was but until okay. then, the hubris, the hubris of Lex Luthor. Um, plus, when he like saves that, I like the beginning when he saves a missile and his faceplate goes up and he gives that little wink to that couple. He's like, I got I you. I know, because Lex, Lex he Luthor. Planned that too. He planned that to make himself look like a hero. Man, Brilliant! Is great. He was on top of uh, the right. world. Mm-hmm. All right, you're a good bit. Okay, um, so I loved the fact that at the end of the day, like it was, it was the pen that was mightier than the sword. It was her article that took down the president. Oh, that's so good. Yep, yeah, that because that's been an ongoing theme this whole season. This, you know, uh, particularly in this last half, you know, like sometimes they gotta be the reporter as opposed to being Supergirl. That's right. And you're right. It really was. It's the article that saves her. Probably Kara winning Pulitzer Prize. Just throwing it Ooh, out there. Ooh, she should. Honestly, she should. Probably gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they say they're going to talk about it like Woodward and Bernstein. Right. You know, you know, the Watergate scandal. This is Lex Luthor. This is Lex Luthor. This is huge. So then what happens to you when you are a, a, a Pulitzer winning journalist very much in the spotlight, and you're also a superhero. <laughs> yeah, you you know that's Frank. Who was the last reporter to win the Pulitzer Prize? Lois Lane. All right, there. <laughs> Good answer. Ring that bell. <laughs> that was a great. That was a great. That was a great answer. Um, but no, in the real world, last last reporter to win the no, Pulitzer Prize. You don't I know. See your point. Yes, yeah. no, you're right. That's yeah. not a. Uh, I, 
That's not a that's not a thing that we do in this. It, it's yeah. not like knowing Oscar winners. No, it's really it's not, not a bunch of household and name thing. In nothing, it, it has nothing to do with not appreciating that person's work. It's just not in the public eye. You have to kind of be in it in the first place, and then even then, it's probably just a name. Like I could say Woodward and Bernstein. What do they look like? They look like Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford. <laughs> you know, that's good. Okay, that's just good. Yeah, you know, like I don't know what they really look like. So it's all it's all tied together sure. that same way. So. So I don't think she, yeah. Lois Lane is the most famous Pulitzer Prize winner because in the world of comic books, the Pulitzer Prize is like winning an Oscar. Right. You're like, oh, you're Lois Lane, famous intrepid reporter. But that's not a... Yeah, you're right. That doesn't that doesn't even really exist in this, yeah, yeah. you know, universe. Unless she's a TV anchor, which she's not. Right. So... Not in this reality, anyway. WGBS, anybody? No. All right. right. Uh, what's exactly. your next good bit here? Um, I just generally this I thought this episode was really well edited. Mm. There was a lot of good, like nice, the, the, a lot of um, intercuts and and, um, and invisible cuts. And there was like smash. Like, it was all over the place with the cuts. And I I really appreciated some of the transitions, the way the camera would like kind of sweep down. And then we'd be in another scene. It would kind of sweep down and then pull back. And we'd be and we'd already be in something else. It like kept a an excellent um what's the tempo mm, i guess mm-hmm. it, you know like the pacing was like really good constant pacing that's the word i was looking for kept an excellent pacing there's always like move, we're always always moving forward and the only time that actually feels still is when lex and lena confront mm-hmm. one another building off of that i really enjoyed uh the way they edited in like flashbacks to show where things were happening like let's catch you up on what lex was doing while all this other stuff was happening like while Kara yeah. and Red Daughter were fighting, like here's what Lex was fighting the attack from Kaznia, and here, like let's show it to you. Um, there were there were a few scenes like that, you know, where they they showed Kara jumping out the window, uh, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. Um, they did go, they backtracked just a little bit to to catch you up before telling the rest of the story, and that was really tightly edited uh, and and done in a really good way. So I'll, I'll build off that. But I was gonna say I love that Lex is jealous of Kara's shiny suit and perfect hair. Like I love that the bald man is jealous of her perfect hair. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. And he's jealous of her shiny shiny yeah. suit. I don't think her bit like the for that for the section of this wasn't a good bit. I didn't love her dodging his blasts. Okay. It felt very choreographed. Like, and now I'm gonna do this breakdance move and you know, something like that felt very strange mm. to me. I wasn't sure what the thought process was behind all of that i don't know that i really like paid much attention to it so i have to go back and watch again i've watched twice but i'll have to watch a third mm-hmm. time and 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 see because that's that's interesting i didn't really pick up on it yeah now frank uh, uh, most of my other good bits were talked about in storytime millage and things like that because they all wrapped in but so i just want to really talk about the last five minutes of the episode <sighs> and- yeah let's do that Okay, great. What are you more excited about? Are you A, more excited about Leviathan? Are you B, more excited about The Monitor? Are you more excited about... uh, Oh my god, now I can't think of how to say it. Give me a second. I I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know what you're... I used to... I said it this afternoon. Really? Now I'm... Malafalak. Okay. Yes, I knew I'd get there. Are you more excited about Malafalak, or are you more excited that the monitor potentially resurrects Lex Luthor? What is the thing that you're most excited about in all of those excitable things in like four minutes of Supergirl? Man, I, I, there was so much. I, definitely, I mean, the monitor 
I I think I'm most excited about the monitor bringing back Lex, uh, because mm-hmm. Lex, Lu, Lex, Lex's Luther, and and crises, <laughs> uh, go together very very well, and they they are like those words. Yes. Did. <laughs> yeah, well, is it Lex Luther or is it Lex's? You know, is it is it attorneys general? Um, <clears throat> so yeah, um, uh, Luthers and and crises are are go together like that. You know, they're they're. There's always a Lex Luthor involved. There's always there's usually a Flash involved. Um, so this is he's he's crucial to me. If it's going to be a true crisis, that's crucial. So I'm I'm very excited that, that 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 happened. I mean, all week long we were getting this anticipation, right, of of seeing the Monitor pop up and and the various uh, endings of the various Arrowverse shows, and and it mm-hmm. it just was a treat. It was a total treat. I can't believe they're you know already what? teasing this this crossover that doesn't happen presumably until December. You know what's crazy though? Like I finished Arrow and Flash, like so, like those. But I, for some reason, didn't expect to see the Monitor in Supergirl. I don't even know why. I was like, oh, that that's cool. Oh, he's also an Arrow. Like, oh, the Monitor. Oh yeah, right. Maybe because I watched him last week. Okay. I don't really yeah. know, but I I just was totally blindsided, and I was so happy. I think because I was also like super pumped for Leviathan. Yes, I was like jazzercised beyond belief for leviathan yeah jazzercised yeah and then and then the monitor shows up and brings uh Melifalak, and then and then the monitor brings lex luther potentially back from the dead so there was just so much happening that it was all beautiful and glorious so frank all those things are good bits but i also want to talk about them in the context of professor comics corner if you could follow me down downward um, to Professor Comics I, Corner, so we could talk about them in full. I would be only too happy to follow you into the basement, Professor Comics. That's weird, but okay. Okay, w- wonderful. Okay, so this is my mother's house, <laughs> but my domain is down uh, here in the basement. So follow me, please. So I like ah, to refer to it. Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know to what I refer to it as now. So anyway, um, <laughs> Professor Co- <laughs> Professor Comics Corner. So the monitor we've obviously seen. We watched the crossover. So you know the monitor. Literally monitors the monitors the multiverse, yes. and a crisis is coming. You know, and we uh, must get prepared for that by any means necessary. Whether they th- whether it's good or bad or all such things, we must be prepared for what comes. You know, because we sense that in the crossover that there was. You know, he was like, "I'm preparing you for the worst things to come," and so the monitor bring. Melifalak, Mel, yeah, I think that's pretty sure that's right. Melifalak into season five mm-hmm. is preparing John Jones for the crisis. Yeah, maybe. I think. So it's something like that. So John Jones has a big role in the crisis, maybe. Like there's something really exciting here. So Professor Comics Corner, for those of you who do not know, Melifalak is the brother of John Jones. Okay. Um, he was created by John Osterter and Tom Mandrake. First premiered in Martian Manhunter Volume 2, Issue 0 in October of 1998. So he's actually only about 20, 21 years hmm. old. Um, for in, in comic years, you know, in comic publishing terms, that is, that's a fairly new yeah, character. Yeah, that's relatively new. That's, that's relatively new. So I am going to... I'm actually going to read something to everybody because um, you're going to recognize... A lot of names that have cropped up on Supergirl over the over the seasons. So we can see where the kind of the point of Melifalak. 
So here we go. Meliflock was the architect of an extinction-level event, which has since become known as Romnir's Curse, or Romnir's Plague. A plague of fire, this curse attacked Martians via their telepathic abilities. Whenever a Martian attempted to use their, psychi- uh, their psionic gifts or commune with the Great Mind, they would fall victim to the curse and ultimately burn to death. Now, we hear about Romnir's, we've heard about Romnir's curse before. We've heard, uh, certainly heard about Romnir, and we've even seen the Great Mind before. That's right. Right, you know, so, um, and so that's also that's all stuff there. So, with the exception of Malefox's brother Jean and himself, nearly all Green Martians on the planet died as a result of Malefox's handiwork. For centuries, Malefox continued to live in the ruins of Mars, unaware that his brother had survived the plague and has been transported through space and time to the planet Earth. Several years ago, Malefox learned of Jean's existence and followed him to Earth in an effort to complete the genocide of the Martian race by destroying its last surviving son. The Martian man on Earth, however, foiled Malefox's efforts on several occasions. So this is their thing. This is what they do, right? He mm-hmm. he looks for his brother to try and kill him, uh, and and uh, like this is this is their story, uh, and so <clears throat> it's 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 so so it's so a kind of obscure character is- to bring in. You know, it, it's it's re- honestly it's really only, Jean's real only bad. That's like like apart from the White Martians, it's the White Martians and Malefolac. Those are really his only two like known yeah. and utilized villains. And I was almost surprised. I was like, wow, it's going to be five seasons before we see Jean Jones as other big villain, which to me means they're kind of stepping up Jean's game. I think so. I think he's going to be. I mean, this says he's going to play a big role, a big role next mm-hmm. season, which is super exciting. Um, we, we've already seen him find his family in one way and now he'll be finding mm-hmm. other family. So yeah, he's clearly sticking around. Clearly they're still invested in him. Yeah. I, I, I'm just like, you're right. This is his other, his other big bad, his other major nemesis. This is the only other nemesis that I'm familiar with of his. It's the white Martians and him. And really, I think of the white Martians primarily. Yep. If you want to see Malefolac in action, there's a DC a DC animated universe film called Justice League Doom mm-hmm. that is about the Legion of Doom versus the Justice League, and Malefolac is in is in that. It's a vaguely Tower of Babel. It's based on the Tower of Babel storyline, which Batman Batman knows all the um he knows all the weaknesses of the justice league, how to take them down in case they ever turn to the dark side. And that information gets stolen uh, and used against them to take down the justice league. So Mel is in that. God. So if you are interested in kind of what to expect for next season, you feel like watching a pretty good movie. There you go. Voiced by Carl Lumbly in that movie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He voices really? both John and Mel in that movie. Speaking of Mel the the CG on his face was outstanding. Yeah, it was in that in that final scene it was really good so much that was like is that cg or is that a mask it was better than we than jean the last couple of episodes mm-hmm. maybe because it was so close yeah you know they like went in like real detail f- but like i feel like you could just like push see it, I, I don't know? i was gonna say finale budget like they had the finale budget to throw at it so they you know it looked worse mm-hmm. in the other episodes so this would look good yes i agree yeah. i agree so hey i'm not complaining oh no you know, introduce a character and make them look good for the first Hell time. Hell yeah. So I am on board for Malefolac. That is not what I freaked out about the most, though, however, which is why we talked about that first. I 
most freaked out about, maybe even more than the Monitor potentially resurrecting Lex Luthor, was Leviathan. Yeah, I figured, I figured this would be your thing. I mean, this has such strong ties to Batman that how could you not be excited? Oh, I'm so excited. So what? Actually, you know what excites me more? So well, let me do some backstory. So Leviathan first appeared in Batman: The Return, number one, in January 2011. So if you thought Malif, uh, Malifalak was um, was pretty recent. Leviathan is a really new thing to comics. Really, really new. It was created by Grant Morrison and David Finch. And Leviathan is a secret shadowy organization thing. It is a offshoot of the League of Assassins. It's a schism from the League of Assassins headed by Talia al Ghul. Those names might be familiar to you uh, if you are are fans of the Arrowverse. The League of Assassins. Uh, headed by Rachel Ghoul. Talia Al Ghoul also appeared on Arrow mm-hmm. in a few seasons with her sister Nissa Al Ghoul. Mm-hmm. And so there's Arrowverse precedent for this, never mind even never mind comic precedent. Totally. So but so their their big thing is creating uh, genetically altered superheroes. That's kind of the thing because when Talia was head of the League of Assassins in the comics many years ago, early mid two thousands ish, she created an army of ninja man bats and took the man bat formula, created an army of her ninjas to be ninja man bats, and she kind of took that and sprawled it into Leviathan. You know, with the heretic and you know all these different types of all these different characters, but now Leviathan is the big bad of the right now current action comics run by Brian Michael Bendis, the Superman, the Superman title. Yeah. So it's crazy to me that they were like, Oh, it's Leviathan. Oh, but Leviathan is literally happening in the comics right, right now. now. That's a, that's a kind of synergy. We actually don't normally get no. on the show. And it doesn't even feel like, like a, it's not like a mandate, like, Oh, Lois and Clark have to get married at the same time in the comics right. as they, they do on the show. This is just like, Hey, this is really working. What a great idea. Let's kind of roll. Let's kind of roll with this. It's so cool. And it, 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 I wonder how much of it's corporate synergy, how much of it is like a, the makers of the show are fans too. Like, I wonder to what extent that, that where that line is, it's a little bit of both, I'm sure, but you know, how much of it is a suggestion, a nudge from the company and how much of it is like, Hey, we want to do this. I love that they're doing it. I think that's such a, that is like sort of unexplored territory um, to have it be that, that close in time of an adaptation. So I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm super pumped about that. I'm super excited about that. I think that's, that's ambitious uh, and I'm glad to see them doing it. Yeah, me too. And I think that the, even the scene with Eve was really like eerie almost like, Oh dear, you know who, like, you know who we are, you know, Leviathan is everywhere. And you're like, Oh, hail Hydra. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. That's exactly the vibe I got. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, but this is a kind of like this season, Leviathan is a villain. You just can't go in and punch. You know, and that's what makes it an interesting villain for Supergirl because it's not just, it's not an alien invasion. It's a very human movement, maybe picking up the threads of, you know, genetically altered humans. And, you know, it's alien, you know, it's protecting yourselves from aliens, but like moving even higher up the scale from that. I don't know. But whatever their plan is, if there is indeed a plan yet, who's to say? Mm-hmm. So I'm. Um, I'm very excited for Leviathan. I'm so excited for Leviathan. I'm 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 very I'm very excited and 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 yeah, there is that there are those ties to Batman, there are ties to Superman. 
it does make me wonder, you know, with, so <clears throat> maybe I'll save this for, for maybe we'll, we'll talk after, um, where we would normally do trailer TV talk. Maybe we can talk a little bit more speculation, sure. spoiler and, and whatnot, but, okay. um, great. Yeah. Yeah. I have some questions for you. Okay. All right. Well then, and then of course, uh, the monitor potentially resurrecting Lex Luthor also, super cold of lena to just leave his dead body there oh my god right way. she was just gonna leave it because clearly he's been there a while already so, i mean yeah yeah at least a day <laughs> so um so that was i'm lex luther in crisis like you said it's just they they go together peanut butter and jelly and mm-hmm. and like how crazy i mean they wouldn't tease it if they weren't allowed more Lex Luthor. That's right. That's right. That's what I think. Like the, I don't think that was the original plan. I honestly think that she was going to kill him and that was mm. it. And that was all we were going to get. Cause you get the monitor twice, right? You get Melifalak and then he goes back for Lex Luthor. So I honestly think that the monitor was just supposed to bring Melifalak. And then the, the response to John Cryer was so outstanding and they saw it in, they saw it in ratings. They saw it in, you know, in online chatter everywhere that they were like, we'd be crazy to to just say, oh, no, let's just we, we can't use this. anymore. Yeah. we can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, th yeah. I think that it that you're probably right that there probably were. I mean, we <clears throat> I think they were told three episodes. You get three episodes. Don't That's don't right. plan on anything more than that. Um, and they probably wanted to do something like this, something like what they're doing. But mm -hmm. but um and then one probably once they saw how good it was coming along, that's when they probably started petitioning, like, can we have some more? Can we do it yeah. again? Um and I'm I'm so thrilled they did because when he died and I was like, Oh, this seems like an actual death. Like this seems like an actual death. There's not gonna be like a him faking her out or anything like that. This is he's actually dying. Um I thought like, wow, well, maybe they're just gonna grab a, a Lex from another Earth. You know, like maybe that'll be how he'll be because I was so convinced like he'll still be in crisis somehow. Uh, and now we're seeing that they had they had a plan for that all along. So I very much like that. It is this Lex Luthor that we see, too, though. It's not yeah. an alternate version. That's, we don't have to do like the Harrison Wells like, oh, what version of Harrison Wells are we getting? Right, this season? right. You know, it's a this is the homebred Earth 38 Lex Luthor mm -hmm. and Boy, I cannot be more excited because John Cryer is just the man. He and so I is. Am, oh, and so is. So anyway, so in the place of trailer TV talk, we can do some speculation stuff if you'd like. So Frank, take us out, and then we'll we'll do some we'll do some stuff. Sounds good. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening, everyone, all season long. Uh, you know, and and I know we have new people uh, listening uh, all the time. Got a bunch of new followers on Finale Nights. Thank you if you're finding us for the first time. Hope you enjoyed it. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Uh, that would mean a lot to us on iTunes or anywhere you get your podcasts uh, because we are available not only at SupergirlTVTalk.com but also on all the major podcast apps. I'm talking Apple. I'm talking Google. I'm talking Castro, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcasts, you can get this show there. This and all the other Thought Bubble Audio shows available at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. Shows like Beer with Geek, 
Geeks, uh, where Tim and I open up a, uh, a beer every week and talk about some geeky topic. I think later this week you can look for some uh, some more Arrowverse chat over there. But you can also check out shows like Hate Watch with us, where they just did an amazing, hilarious review of uh, Shit's Creek, which is one of my favorite favorite shows um they th- those ladies do a phenomenal job uh so many shows over at thoughtful audio that i cannot mention them all they're just too many so check it out see if there's any other shows that are for you uh and uh we would sure appreciate your support there you can send us uh, your thoughts for the summer uh mail at supergirl tv talk.com tweet at us at tv supergirl follow us on instagram at uh, supergirl tv talk and i think uh, that and patreon.com slash thought bubble audio where you can throw us a, a buck or two and keep the lights on now frank do you recall i said that we could do some giveaway stuff if we got to 250 reviews That's right if you so recall and we are not there yet but we are inching closer inching closer so inching closer so finale people 250 reviews on the itunes and we will be giving some books away stuff like I got some Scott Pilgrims. I got some Harley and ba- I got some Harley Quinn and Ivy. I got some Supergirl books. I've got some Wonder Woman books, some Justice League books. What are the Supergirl books? I have uh, Supergirl Candor and Supergirl Power, which is the right after Supergirl came back. The Kara, you know, the real Kara came back in the comics yep. right after in Superman Batman. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, she had her own spinoff series, Supergirl, written by Jeff Loeb, and I have the first two volumes of those. Forgive those away, are Frank. Those are really good books. Those are solid, solid books. Jeff Loeb is. I I love the way Jeff Loeb writes Supergirl. Me too. She's real fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a, she's real fun. Not she's a teenager, so it's it's a little bit different than what than what we'd be watching on the show. Right. But there really isn't any version of Kara uh, in the comics the way that she really is on the show. No, not quite like this. No. And that's why the show is such a pleasure to that's watch. Right. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to hear some some speculations, no spoilers. This is just speculation. But if you'd rather go in without uh, hearing any of that, you have been warned. You start because you want to do this. Yeah. So um, I, I, I'm thinking about. Um, so well, Eve, uh, her her devotion to Lex seemed so real, and then in the end, it turns out she's working for Leviathan. So I wonder mm-hmm. about that. I wonder if that will if we'll get more. If that'll be appealed back more and we'll, we'll get more sort of background on that maybe more flashbacks to how they got to her and things like that oh definitely yeah. i think so and i don't think that her i don't think that her love of lex was all fake she just did it under the she had to do it under the guise for leviathan because she apparently was forced to do that right in some way but i don't think it was all fake. I don't think it was fake. I think she's a true. I think she was a true believer. Yeah. I mean, it certainly seemed like you know a sort of Harley Joker esque type of devotion to him uh, that she's just in love with the crazy man. Yeah, different kind of different kind of love and devotion, certainly. Yeah, but, yeah, yes, you know, yes. it didn't. Yeah, but it it did not pan out for either of did them, not. as I recall. Did not so. I also wonder about you mentioned Talia Al Ghul, and we have seen Talia, but that was on Earth One. This is Earth Thirty Eight. So does that mean that there is on Earth thirty eight, there's League of Assassins, there's Talia, and and all of that. Um, I mean, I, most likely. I mean, we know that we know that um, Batman exists on Earth thirty eight. They've made mention of true. it before, and now Batman definitely is real in Earth one. So there's obviously no reason to like ignore that. Mm-hmm. You know, if that makes sense. You know, we've seen the bat, we've seen the Batwoman trailer. The bat suit is in the Batcave. You know, it's all. 
it's all right there. So, but I also don't think if I if I can have my two sets, I think they're going to ignore Talia Al Ghul. Okay, okay. In this version of Leviathan, I don't think that you're going to. I don't think that you're going to see. I don't think we're going to see Talia Al Ghul. You're going to see other characters maybe heading it up, but this this action comics run in which like Leviathan is taking out all the other secret organizations, you know, the spirals, the, um, the spirals, the DEOs, everything like that. So this is a, not just a plot thread for Supergirl, but for Alex. Right. 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 You know, this is, this is, this is really, this is, this has larger implications than just, Ooh, secret organization. Like maybe the DEO doesn't exist next season. Mm. Maybe they get taken out and you know, it's in, it's a, like a fight for, reestablishment you know it's it's like um do-it-yourself alien protection or it's you know rebellion against the evil leviathan i don't know there's that would be a really cool direction to go if if the deo just gets destroyed at a certain point and and now our heroes are doing their own kind of team arrow team flash type of thing um mm -hmm. where they're if they have to re they have to reinvent themselves yeah and honestly after you know whatever happens in crisis um, that could be a moot point anyway, because that's who right. Knows? Um, okay, interesting. Uh, did you have any specific uh, theories and, and speculation you wanted to talk about? Well, obviously, we'll talk more about it during the summer. But any quick hits? Not, you know, honestly, I had I got so excited to to see all these things. I think my Leviathan, like maybe taking out the DEO, is probably my biggest bit of speculation yeah, right now. That's a good one, but yeah, but it doesn't set up really like um it doesn't really set up a main figurehead you know like we didn't know last season that agent like this early that agent liberty was going to be like one of the figureheads of the season right. and we still don't know like and i don't i th i really think that melifalock is really there for jean i mean they say they are but i don't think it's that's not the big bad of the season i think it's a big b i think it's a side bad i agree i agree yeah um, I think that's that's spot on. Yeah, I, I think we'll find out over the summer, probably closer to Comic Con, who the who the actual mm -hmm. you know the leader of of Leviathan who is going to embody it, um, the same way that Ben Lockwood embodied the Children of Liberty. That's right. Unless, of course, it, they play it really secret, and you and Leviathan is everywhere, and so you play it as like you really don't know who you can trust, and it's a, now it's an issue of like anybody could be in charge. Right. Kind of thing. Like, is James in charge? Right. Is Alex in charge? Is Kelly in charge? Like, is Lena in charge? Like, who do you trust? You know, we, yeah, that's true. That's true. That, that could be, an, that could be an interesting angle. I feel like you do sort of need an anchor point, right? Of like the one, mm -hmm. the one like leader usually for these stories to, to, to work. But that's an interesting, hey, I'd love to see them tackle that challenge. It could also be, you know, you could also see a, um, maybe not not the main head but also you know the you know a colonel lieutenant in you know whatever in um leviathan but not the main head sure yep yep but i mean it really but i mean like they really could be I mean, it could be talia al ghul i mean like I, like we've talked to like she's ex she exists in the arrowverse already and i mean it's a female villain oh yeah you know so for supergirl that's that's good we had a male-centric villain this year right maybe it would be nice to get a new it would be nice to have a different perspective yeah like rain like rain yeah flip flop back and forth yeah, just right, like go, right yeah so so we'll see that's that's 
I don't think I have anything else besides that, but I'm I'm pretty satisfied with my answer right now. I have a lot of thoughts, speculation about season five, speculation about the crisis, a lot of speculation about the crisis. But um, I think some of that we'll probably talk about uh, over on Beer with Geeks, and some of that we'll touch on in summer episodes of Supergirl TV Talk um, as we move forward. So I agree, especially the the crisis is it, it's so closely tied to the other shows yeah. that I think we need to we need to hold off yep. talking about that right Agreed. now. Agreed. So, Frank, it's always a pleasure talking to you. I can't believe we've done four seasons oh, of this show. Four very packed seasons, and it's time for time to take a little rest, <laughs> I think. Yeah, need a little break, yes. just like them. So, we'll be back in an indeterminate amount of time. <laughs> so, uh, to all and everyone, until next time. Up, up, and away.